Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday. We're learning the second Aliyah of Parshas Vayera from Shani to Shlishi. And uh, this is the fourth Parsha in the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, um, where God visits Avraham after him having a bris circumcision at 99 years old. And um, God sends uh, three angels, one angel. Uh, they look like humans. Um, one angel was there to tell Avraham that you would, your daughter, your your wife will have a baby next year at this time. One was there to destroy the city of five cities of stone and Amora, um, so on and so forth, for the wicked acts. And the, the third angel was there to heal Avraham, as well as later save the nephew of Avraham from the destruct destroyed the cities that would be destroyed. Um, both Avram laughed and Sarah laughed. Avram's laugh was, wow, am I really worthy of this? And Sarah's laugh was, ah, I don't really fully believe that. So God was critical about uh, Sarah's laugh, 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 uh, when she was told she would have a child at 90 years old. And so beginning of the second reading, Sarah denied, verse number 15 from chapter 18 of Genesis, Sarah denied it saying, I did not laugh because she was afraid. He said to her, it's not so you did laugh. So in other words, why did she say that she didn't laugh? Because she was afraid, Rashi comments. There were 16, the men set out from there and looked out over stone, while Avram walked with them to accompany them on their way. The word look here, hashkifa, is always to do something negative. Besides, in the case in Deuteronomy, God looked down at the people of Israel that through their giving charity, they changed what's normally an expression of bad things and made it good. Um, verse number 17, now... God said to himself, could I hide from Avram what I'm about to do? It's a question. Could I hide from Avram, says Rashi. In other words, what am I going to do to this dome? It's not nice to do it without telling him. I have given him a gift, the land of Israel. And these five cities are part of his gift. Also, I called him the father of the multitudes of nations. Am I going to kill the children, destroy the children without telling the father? And, and he's my beloved. Verse 18, Avram will after all become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Because he mentioned his name, he blessed him. As it says in Proverbs, the mention of the righteous person is to bless him. It's actually, um, actually used many times after someone passed away, a holy person, we say, memory of a, of a righteous is for blessing. In other words, God, God is saying, basically, can I not tell him about what I'm going to do? And he's so be- and he's so beloved to me that everyone will be blessed by him. I'm going to make him, make him into a great and a person and everyone will be blessed by him. I'll make him into a great nation. Why uh, do I love him? So verse number 19 says, For I have known him closely because he directs his sons and his household after him that they keep the way of the eternal by performing righteousness and justice so that the Eternal may fulfill for Avram what he has said he would do for him. In other words, it's an expression that I know him, it's an expression of, lo- of love. When you want to know someone, you know someone um, that you love, you want to know more about them. Um, why do I love him? Because he commands his children to guard my path. He, t- he educates his kids, that very foundation of being Jewish is educate our children in the Jewish way 
Another way explanation is that the Targum's explanation is because I know he will um, he will educate his children. Um, so that the, the Jewish people he why does he educate his children to, to, to guard the path of God so that God will actually fulfill what he promised him um, and fulfill it to Avram himself, not to his kids to, to give them the land. It teaches us that basically when you raise a righteous child, it's like you never died and that God fulfilled to the children, it's fulfilling it to the father. It's as if the father is there and getting the blessing. Verse 20, God said to Avram, the cries from Sodom and Amorah have become great and their sin is very grave. God basically, Rashi comments, did as he said he would do it. He would, he would not hide it from Avram. And it became very great. Basically, they're ready. The, the cries have already in the past sense become great. Um, verse number 21 says, Let me descend now and see if they have actually done as it cries that have, uh, as the cries that have reached me. I will annihilate them. But if not, I will know how to punish them accordingly. Basically, this teaches us what does it mean that God just descends God could see everything from where he is. He's everywhere. So Rashi comments, it teaches us that the, the judges should not deal with a capital case without going clearly to see. In other words, having clarity, uh, as if they've seen it, to have very, very, be very clear about capital cases. Be really, really scrupulous that we know the, what has happened, the facts. And as if the cries, in other words, of the country that comes to me, and they're still continuing in their rebellion, I will destroy them. And if they're not continuing in the rebellion, I'll know what to do with them and, and, and make them have some suffering, but not destroy them completely. Um, and what is the cry out? The, uh, the rabbis explain there was one young lady that fed the guests, fed, fed the poor, uh, and they killed her in a very terrible way. It's explained that they put they bound her up and put honey on her and, and had the bees sting her to death. Um, the men, verse 22, the men turned away from there and headed towards the dome while Avram remained in the presence of the Eternal. Basically, the angels left from where Avram was, was escorting them, and um, God, and Avram still stood there before God. Really, it was God who, was, who came to Avram, but uh, it's basically, it's an emendation of the scribe for reverence to God that said that God was still standing there to be more reverent. That sometimes writers do, uh, they change, make a variation in the text to avoid a reverent expression. Verse 23, um, and Avraham, Avraham drew near and said to, to God, would you also wipe out a righteous person with a wicked? When you say he drew close, that usually term is for war. That mean, another drawing close can mean to entreat, another drawing close can mean to pray. And Avram did all three. Came strong to entreat God and to pray to God. And he says, would you wipe them all out, the righteous with the wicked? Or is he get so angry that you want to kill, the, destroy the, the, the tzaddik, the, the, the righteous with the wicked? Maybe it will be 50. Verse number 24. What if there were 50 innocent people, tzaddikim, in this, inside the city? Would you ever even then wipe out the area and not spare it for the sake of the 50 righteous people who are there? Basically, why 50? Because that would give five cities, 10 tzaddikim, 10 righteous for each of the cities, and that would save everyone. A minion. Um, 
verse 25, it would be a profanation of yourself to do such a thing, to kill a righteous person with a wicked one. For then it would be that the fate of the righteous is like that of the wicked. It would be a profanation of yourself. Can it be that the judge of the whole earth would not carry out justice? Question mark. So Rashi comments, it would be a profanation. People will say, uh, that's what he does. He destroys the tzaddikim with the wicked. That's what he did to the generation of the flood and to the generation of dispersion. Not just a commentary, you might say that didn't he save Noah from the flood, who was righteous? But people would say that he just wanted the species to continue and they would claim that there were more righteous people and this is what God does. So if you're going to just destroy all of Stone, the five cities, God will, uh, the people will, you'll get a bad name, basically. 25. So even the people would question in the world to come that everyone, the, the wicked and the righteous will have the same fate. 26, actually. The Eternal replied, if I were to find and stone 50 righteous people inside um, the city, then I would spare the whole area for their sake. Um, basically, he mentioned stone because stone is considered the most uh, important metropolis and basically means all the cities would be saved. Avram responded saying, verse 27, I have only now begun to speak to the Lord and I am like dust and ashes. What that means is, I'm like dust. I'm worthy of being dust through the kings that I fought against and ashes through Nimrod who threw him into the, the fiery furnace. So basically saying, God, you saved me. 28, what if there would be five missing from the 50 righteous people? Would you destroy the whole city because of these five? God replied, I would not destroy the city where I defined 45 righteous people. And then there would be nine for each city and then God will make up the minion for each city and God would save all five. 29, Avram spoke again and said to the Eternal, what if there were only 40 righteous people there? He answered, I would not do it for the sake of 40 righteous people. And if there were 40 pe righteous people, then only four of the cities would be saved, because 10 in each of those cities. Or, and when he asked for 30, then only three cities would be saved. And when he asked for 20, only two cities would be saved. Or 10 would only save one city. Verse number 30, Avram then said, the Lord should speak, should please not be angry and allow me to speak. What if there were 30 righteous people there? He answered, I would not do it were I to find 30 righteous people. 31, Avram then said, I now wish to speak to you, the Lord. What if there were 20 righteous people there? He answered, I would not destroy them for the sake of the 20 righteous people. Verse 20, 32, Avram then said, the Lord should be, please not be angry and let me speak just this once. What if there were 10 righteous people there? He answered, I would not destroy it for the sake of the 10 righteous people. But less than 10, he did not request because we know in the times of the flood, there were eight righteous people. Abraham, his three kids, that's four, and their wives. And that would be eight. And basically, God did not save the world because of them. So he knew that God would not save any of the cities without at least ten. And even nine, although he didn't ask for nine because uh, we know previously he knew the answer that God would have... Um, he, he asked previously about nine uh, when he did 45, he said God would be with one with each of them. So he didn't ask there. He knew the answer from before. Actually, according to some opinions, he did ask about nine. And um, God said, no, there's no nine. But he didn't ask for less than eight because Noah was eight and they didn't save the whole towns. Uh, according to what another opinion is, that he 
understood from earlier when asked about 45, it included nine in each city, and God would be the ten. And God didn't respond that there was nine in any of them um, itself. Um, the Eternal left when he had finished speaking to Avram, and Avram returned home. So basically, when the defense agent, the lawyer, stopped, the judge went on, departed. Um, and then basically, once the judge had left and the defense counsel left, the prosecutor came and carried out his accusations, and therefore the two angels arrived in Stom, as, as is, begins the next verse, to destroy. One to destroy Stom and the other to save Lot. It was the same one, Rafal, that healed Abraham. And the third angel that came to announce to Sarah having a job, about having a child completed his mission, he left. One of the lessons we learn from this is this, uh, that even though Avram was so kind, he was the epitome of kindness, it says that he went to God as harsh. Because when you're dealing with saving someone from physical destruction or spiritual destruction, a person should be so motivated to help that person that it goes beyond their nature. And if their nature is kindness, he might do things beyond his honor, beyond his dignity, just do what needs to be done to save a soul. They are love every fellow. Bring the coming of the Shiach now.